The following podcast is a Country Mompreneur production. Welcome to She Can and She Will. I'm Marianne, also known as the Country Mompreneur, and I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and we love helping women take control of their lives and see all the possibilities. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. Well, welcome back to She Can and She Will. We're being joined by Ellie Vixie. She's an energy healer and intuitive wellness guide. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So first, why don't you just tell us about your journey and to what got you to where you are today? Um, Sure. Well, as a society that really hates fat, we certainly love boobs, right? Like we are obsessed with them. (laughs) We are obsessed with their size. And when I was 18 years old, I did not feel like my size was good enough. I had a very small chest. um, And so I decided to get breast implants. And it was my high school graduation present. And in California, like that was where I grew up. No one batted an eye. Like that was just what you did. Um, And, you know, you just you just did it. If you wanted it, you got it done. So I was very young. And what happened is I went from being a very insecure in my body with my breast size to being very insecure in my body with my now new larger Uh breast size. So what I thought would be the solution to all of my problems was not. And it just basically brought in um, a new amount of problems and insecurities. And, uh, you know, fast forward 17 years, I had my implants for 17 years. I now had three children and um, my youngest was now out of the infant stage, right? So she was sleeping through the night and my other kids were pretty independent and I was still exhausted all the time. I was still wiped out. I still could sleep eight to 10 hours a night and then still need a nap the next day. Like I had lots of food um, in um, food sensitivities, lots of scent and chemical sensitivities, and I just did not feel well. And really what helped me realize that um, I had breast implant illness was when I got myself, I was like, I'm going to get into the best shape of my life, right? We all have those moments where like, I'm going to get real healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, and I was. I was in the best shape of my life. I had lost a bunch of weight, and I was feeling really good, and I was exercising, and then I hit that wall again. I hit that wall of just utter exhaustion and fatigue, and I couldn't blame it on my kids anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had um, I had someone say to me, they're like, have you ever heard of breast implant illness? And I said, no, I have not. But when I researched it and when I joined, I joined a Facebook group about it, and it was like – all these light bulbs went off. All of these dots were connected for me. Um, I finally found like a community of women that were going through the same thing as me. And I no longer felt like a crazy person. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this has, this has to be what this is. This has to be it. And what were some um, of the symptoms that you were, what were some of the symptoms that you were feeling that besides the tiredness that, that led yeah. you to that? Um, so I had this really chronic nausea. Um, where it, I never really could identify which food it was. I did elimination diets, you know, I did these things, but I just, I never really knew when it was going to hit and it would take me out. I'd be like, I have to go lay down right now and I would have to just go sleep. Um, I had really, really high chemical sensitivities. So 
fragrances, cleaning supplies, um, any uh, any kind of artificial scents of any kind, really, like caused migraines. They would trigger just severe headaches, and again, that kind of chronic nausea was contributed to that as well. And um, one of the things I honestly didn't realize it was a symptom until after I got them removed, I could not sweat. And I did not know that that was an issue. And I would exercise and I wouldn't sweat, but I would break out in hives. And I would think, oh, I'm allergic to exercise. <laughs> oh, silly me. Um, and, and come to find out, you know, not being able to sweat is actually a pretty common symptom among women with, with breast implants. And so what was happening, right, is like if I go into a sauna, if I go into a hot tub or it, when I would exercise, right, our bodies naturally need to detox through our skin, uh -huh. through our sweat. And I couldn't do that. And so here I am, like my body's trying to expel toxins and they're just getting trapped because they can't come out of my skin. And oh. I would get sick. I would get flu-like symptoms. I would get, you know, aches and pains. And um, and so now that I have them out, it's the most amazing thing to be able to sweat. To have sweat dripping down my face <laughs> is the coolest feeling. It's so neat. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea. Like, that was the weirdest. That was the weirdest symptom of all of them. Yeah. Can you kind of run us through, like, when you decided to get them out and kind of that recovery process and how it was different? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So once, when I learned about breast implant illness, when I, when those dots were really connected for me, um, I was also going through a, a spiritual journey at the same time. I had gotten to the point where I was really clean, right? I had detoxed my home from, um, chemicals, cleaning supplies. I was eating organic. You know, I was doing all of this stuff. And in my spiritual world, I was doing the same thing, right? I was healing a lot of trauma. I was really, um, wanting to be true and authentic and real as myself. And I had this really big aha moment for me where it was like, how can I be true and authentic if I have fake boobs, right? Like that was just my thought. How can I be real if I'm partially fake? And that had already been kind of ruminating before I realized that it was also um, why I was being, why I was sick. And once I, once I connected all those dots, I was like, yeah, that is my path. My path is to be me. My path, like, I need to get these taken out. Um, and it was, it was its own journey, right? I had to research different doctors. Um, I wanted to make sure that I found someone that, you know, empathized and understood what I was going through. And there's not a lot of them, but, um, you know, you get, you get kind of, uh, part of one of, one of the most common symptoms of breast implant illness is that you're told you don't have it, that it doesn't exist, that it's not real, you know, that you're, you have anxiety or you're a mom or you're tired or stressed, right? Like we're, we're just told it's not it. So you really have to learn how to advocate for yourself. So I had to advocate for myself with doctors. Um, and I did find my doctor and I traveled, I traveled to go see my doctor for surgery, but it was, it was a process because, yes, I knew I wanted to be me, but I also knew that I didn't like me before. And so I was like, what's going to happen when I take these out? What are my breasts going to look like? Am I going to be happy with what I look like? What is my husband going to think, right? I've been married to this man, you know, for the entirety of the time I had had implants. He only knew me that way. Right. You know, so there was so much insecurity still, you know, obviously, like, the implants didn't heal the insecurity. So I had to really do some work and really discover what it meant to love myself as I was 
And I had to love myself with my implants first. And then I had to come back after surgery and learn to love myself without them. And um, it's a really, it's a really great mental, spiritual, and emotional journey because you find so much stuff that I don't know that you really would have known before because, you know, when you're a woman, you have boobs. Like, they're just there. You don't spend a lot of time thinking about them most of the time. And what you do as a spiritual or an energy healer and a wellness guide, what is it that you work with the women? What do you do with them? Like, do you, do you help them and teach them about advocating to yourself for yourself? And do you also like help them mentally to recover? Like, what is it you do with them? Yes, that's a really great question. So I, I want to be really their advocate to really help them, like you said, stand up for themselves, um, really feel validated. I think that's a big part of what I do is I want to help them feel validated because it is hard to find validation right now. Um, and, you know, I'm, I obviously can help them find resources. There's tons of resources out there that can help them, you know, choose a doctor and do things like that. What I really want to focus on is the inner work with them. I want to help them really discover that self-love, really discover, you know, the why. Why did I feel like I needed to do this in the first place? And get them to the point where they're okay on the other side, right? And more than okay, where they're thriving and they're just, like, absolutely in love with this body that's them. Um, I can do a little bit of, like, help um, help with some of the physical symptoms as well because uh, we, we tend to just be in toxin overload. So I teach some of the detoxing um, things that can help really reduce some of that load to potentially lighten and lessen some of the symptoms. Um, obviously, while like if you haven't had surgery yet, sometimes the symptoms can be overwhelming and can be incapacitating. Um, I thankfully had pretty mild in comparison symptoms, um, but some of them can be can be pretty um, pretty strong and hard. So I can help definitely help alleviate some of the physical, but really focusing on that mental, emotional piece. Like, let's get rid of that emotional baggage. Um, I really do. This is this is kind of something I'm starting to just really feel strongly is that this cultural conditioning that we've been given, that you have to look a certain way, you have to have a certain breast size, waist size, hip size, right? I really want to remove that conditioning from these women, right? Um, I want to teach our younger generation that they're beautiful just as they are, that they don't need cosmetic enhancement. So it is kind of this disruption of, of cultural conditioning that um, I'm really excited about because I think, you know, once once we can get into our own power as women, like, it's going to be amazing what happens. That is so inspiring. Um, so we, we like to ask everybody this at the, at the end. What is one tip that you could give people to inspire them today to get motivated on whatever journey they're on? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me that really helped was the community, the community of women that were going through it as well. And because um, for me, what happened is I really felt isolated. I felt alone. Um, I felt like the only person in the world that was feeling this way. And it made me kind of feel a little bit crazy. Like, I'm the only one this way, right? So when you can find that community of women, whether it's online, whether it's in person, you know, really find a community that can help you validate what's going on in your body. Um, and I'm going to add a bonus tip to that because part of part of what we're taught is to, to not listen to our bodies, right? We're, we're told to go somewhere else. 
to find someone else to tell us what's wrong with us. And I think part of this process is really listening to your body because you know the truth. You might feel alone, you might feel isolated, but you do really truly know the truth intrinsically inside you if you just stop and listen and your body will let you know what's going on. Um, so the, I like those in conjunction. I think they work well together. <laughs> I actually think about that quite a bit, like how when we're younger and, you know, you turn adolescent, right? This whole new body thing happening. Uh, you're just taught to, if you don't talk about it, nobody's going to know. And it happens to everybody and just don't talk about it. And I think that starts this whole series of like mm-hmm. health problems for women, um, just because we yeah. don't talk about it. But yeah. Ellie, it's been a pleasure today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to our audience about um, self-advocacy uh, and also uh, breast implant illness. That is a, that's a first for me. So um, yeah, thank you for yeah. sharing your journey. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's not something that is very commonly talked about and it's not well known. And unfortunately there is no test. You can't just go to your doctor and say, can you test me for breast implant illness? You really do have to do some sleuthing and some researching on your own to be able to to discover what's going to be best and right for you and your body. Um, but yeah, so happy to be here to help, you know, spread the word. It's important. It is important. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you for listening. She Can and She Will is a Country Mompreneur production. Audio mix by Marianne. Research by Disa McAllister. To learn more about this and other Country Mompreneur productions, visit thecountrymompreneur.com.